another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. I am your host, Sam Randazzo, and I am joined by my two very jaded co-hosts. To my right, it is the one and only Uncle Sam. Hello. And behind the soundboard, absolutely pounding his own plums, it is Bruce, the tugboat Vinditti. What's up? All right. Here we go. It is Super Bowl week. We are back. We got a lot to go through today. Just We're going to start off. We're going to jump right into it. Uh, we're going to get to a little bit of free agency talk later in the episode. Obviously, we're going to preview the Super Bowl. But before that, before that, we need to talk about the gigantic, enormous, disgusting pink elephant in the room. That is... The Pro Bowl games. God. All right. That was, was absolutely fucking horrific. Ah! Exactly. Ah! Ah! Um, fucking awful. <laughs> awful. So obviously, Pro Bowl back in the day in Hawaii, or, or, you know, back when they used to do the skills competition. Um, Uncle Sam's been sending me video clips from the skills competition all week. Listen, that was the Pro Bowl's heyday. And I, know- I want to see Larry Allen fucking do fucking 50 fucking bench presses of two and a quarter. I don't want to see people throw water balloons at each other. Yeah. What the fuck? When we, what the fuck? If you go back to about a year ago. Oh, by the way, um, our tip balls one year anniversary was actually yesterday. Oh, was oh. it? It was. Oh, so happy birthday. We made it a year. Um, How? Happy birthday to Tim me. Um Look at that. When we started this, our one of the first things we talked about was the perfect plan to make the Pro Bowl great again. As you know, Bruce has got the Bruce has got the the vintage uh, on right there. Make the Pro sh- Bowl we, great. We shit to bed out of it. Listen, we were unable to well, come through. Here we go. The Pro Bowl last year was a joke. They come out with a new format. It's a done bigger by joke. Omaha Productions, Peyton and Eli, oh. and uh, tried to change it up and i got news for you this was an even bigger dud in my opinion than what they had this was um it didn't showcase any sort of skill it didn't i don't think it was an honor i think it was unorganized i think it was messy i couldn't i couldn't figure out what the fuck was going on what was happening next um the only highlight that came from it was the one bullshit fucking out of line hit that Jalen Ramsey laid on Tyree Kill. That was the only It was a fucking highlight. accident, dude. It wasn't even on purpose. Whatever. It, it was, was a motherfucking accident. That was the only thing anybody did you see any other coverage no, of it outside of no. that on socials? I, I I watched a bunch of guys playing two hand touch. Are, are you fucking serious? <laughs> it was are Trevor you Lawrence bomb wasn't a touchdown. Excuse me? Huh? That Trevor Lawrence bomb wasn't a touchdown. But they ruled it a touchdown. Yeah, anyway. I mean, it was. I thought it was. It was very. It was way too kitty like. That was just. It was I, awful. I I didn't enjoy any of it. I, I honest to God, you, honest to God, I made it through about twenty minutes, and then that was it. I, I'm not even gonna lie. I I, 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 I would turn it on, watch for it like, for a second, turn it off. It was so hard to watch. I know. I mean, it was fucking awful. Dude. Um, so they definitely need to take that one back to the drawing board. Can I ask what what's wrong with going back in time? What's wrong with giving all these players and their families a week in Hawaii? They go out there, they play one football game that's not, you know, all to, you're not going 100%, but, you know, you're at least performing. You're at least showing the people why you're there. You don't have to go 100%. 
have an actual football game, make it and just make it the Pro Bowl what it used to be. I don't understand why the we Pro had to Bowl get away used from to be that. a family outing as well. Yeah, it was. it was an honor. Go back to that. Jesus Christ. Are you fucking serious? You want to know why? It's too hip hop and too cool. I don't like it. I don't like any of it. Go back to the fucking 80s and stay there. Oh, you know, I don't know what the best was. Uh, you what? know, they tried to do the uh, the catch competition, like oh, the NBA God. dunk contest. Are you fucking and they serious? Had, they had, who was it? It was Snoop Dogg, I'm on Pete Ross Davidson, and uh, who's the other judge? Oh, shit. Snoop Dogg, Pete Davidson. Oh, motherfucking Pete Davidson. Oh, and LaDainian Tomlinson. Who the fuck is yeah. Pete Davidson anyway? Nobody likes him. Nobody. And he, he I don't like So him. what? He gets a couple hot girlfriends and he's something? This guy ain't nothing. He'll leave him. Obviously, he ain't nothing. <laughs> see what he said? He was what like, why, why am I here? Yeah, why yeah. am I here? I exactly. <laughs> why is he there? You know why? Because he's high. I? And I, I know Bruce can attest to this because he's the same fucking way. Okay. I'm just here. All right. I'm just here. Yeah, but the difference, between, the difference between Bruce and Pete Davidson is what? Pete Davidson reportedly. Pete Davidson's Jewish and he's not. <laughs> Pete Davidson, Why? Because he's Jewish. It's okay. Pete Davidson oh. reportedly has a salami stick dangling between. Yeah, his I don't legs, believe. I don't believe that either. Can, you know what? Know that's that all horseshit too. It's probably Bruce. fake. They got fake everything else Here's there. Say. Are you are you being the first one on live air to claim that Pete Davidson has a fake cock? Uh probably. Oh, probably. Wow. 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 You know why? You heard because it here did first. Did you see the little Breaking show news. with Tommy, with uh, Pamela Anderson and Tommy fucking Lee, where his little dick stands up and starts talking? It's a fake dick. And Pete Davidson probably has one of those two. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be fucking <laughs> surprised. The only one who's swinging is my man. Uh-huh. And you know who it is. <laughs> who is it? Bruce, are you too high? Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson, baby. Um, <laughs> How about those Cowboys? Anyways, yeah. So takeaways from the Pro Bowl games, uh, not good. Honestly, I don't it's even awful. know who won. It was awful. I don't know I don't, what was. I didn't the even NFC know who won. Winner. The, the NFC. NFC won? Yeah. I didn't even know what the fuck was going on. And all they, uh, I guess it was uh, a matter of like 20 grand a guy. 20 grand ahead. Between oh. a winner and a loser or whatever. They went out yeah, and spent that it, on. I heard I, AFC I, I always tries. They went out and spent that on fucking at the casino later on that night. Uh, all I know is this. They should never do it again. No, they need to definitely. It's awful. Something you know, I, I mean, what, what, what do you do at this point? I, like I said, I would rather see the skills competition of like the old time skill competition with the golf carts and Dan Marino firing fucking balls at the golf carts with the little fucking bullseyes on it. I'd rather see that. I'd rather see that. I would rather see that. And I'd rather see Larry Allen, all these big dudes, do the fucking bench press at two and a quarter and see who could break Larry Allen's record. That's well, what I want to see. I will say I did enjoy watching Penel Sewell go through a wall and, like, tumble over. The little styrofoam yeah, wall? Yeah, little styrofoam yeah, wall. Yeah, it was fucking stupid. Yeah, I know, but it's It was funny. stupid. It's cool. That was stupid. It was funny. All right. Um, That's enough about that that's because, my fuck. God, that was disgusting. Uh, let's get into some news. Uh, here we go. Uh, obviously, Miles Garrett somehow sustained an injury in that joke of a game. Yeah, he um, dislocated his pinky toe. Yeah, uh, popped it right back into place. No surgery required there. Okay. Um, nice. Some other news: uh, 49ers uh, hiring Steve Wilkes as their defensive coordinator. I love that move. Uh, I love that move. D'Amico Ryan's is now the Texans head coach, so there's a vacancy oh, good there. For him. Filled by Steve Wilkes. I agree. I like that move quite a I bit. I really like that move for the Niners, mm-hmm. big time. Um, and, you know, couple, go ahead. 
the last two 49ers defensive coordinators. Yes. Now head coaches, Robert Sala yeah. and uh, D'Amico Ryan. So, uh, Like I said, and I said the same thing about Robert Sala when he got hired. Robert Sala had the, the privilege of coaching nothing but number one picks all over that defense for the 49ers. It's not like the 49ers just became defensively good overnight. They've been that way for almost a decade. Right. Yeah, they've had, their they've defense had has been top-notch for a decade. It's been very dominant. So it's very easy to to look good when you have a defense that is full of number one picks. Very easy. Um, very easy to look good. So obviously Tom Brady retired. So now the quarterback controversy of the offseason is focusing straight in on Aaron Rodgers. And uh, I don't know about that because, you know, uh, somebody was – who was it? Was interviewing Tom Brady and – he had asked Tom Brady the question because now he doesn't start his routine of the broadcast till 2024. deal till 24. So obviously he has over a year off. So they asked him, are, are you done? And he wouldn't answer him. Guess what? I I, I think he's done. I didn't bring but, this up just because I didn't want to hear shit from you. Yes. He, he went out okay. of his way to let Fox know he wasn't going to start until 2024, which essentially gives him what he called, quote-unquote, a year to prepare for that new job. And I um, think that's a smart move. I So he doesn't come in like a dumbass like you Tony want me Romo. to be honest? I think that was just him wanting to leave the door open, just uh, at least a crack. At least a crack. Especially, he he's not coming back. Especially with all this news about how Gronk wants to get back into the league this year. Um, not coming back. In my opinion, you don't that's him keeping talk. the door cracked. But as of now, he's retired and... It's probably going to stay that way, but Aaron Rodgers, uh, he was on Pat McAfee yesterday, and he said that uh, he's going on an isolation retreat where he will spend four days in a jungle by himself. And smoke huge amounts of peyote with I, Asuhisha or whatever it's called. You know how to pronounce it? I, peyote. Asha, whatever. No. Uh, some sort of psychology, psych, psychedelic fucking weed. Um, he's going to smoke it all with Bruce. And uh, he said after that... He'll be ready to make his decision. Um, he was also golfing over the weekend. I think it's some, I don't know, I don't know, charity, whatever, in Vegas with the Pro Bowl. But he said to an interviewer that uh, a lot of people have been talking about him going to the Raiders. Okay. And uh, the only thing that he can guarantee is that he won't be a 49er. Okay. So. Nice. God knows what's going to happen with that. But he also mentioned on McAfee that he was not 100% certain that he was going to come back. So could be retirement, could see him back with Devontae Adams, could see him back in Green Bay. I think him being in Green Bay is the least likely situation, okay. um, but he's got to go smoke dope in a, in a forest for a few days by himself before he can decide that, which God bless him. Um, here we go. Jim Ursay tweeted yesterday. <laughs> Uh, we said, I, I don't think it's him tweeting, by the way. No, it, it's him I think tweeting. it's somebody typing for him. Wait till you, wait till you, know you hear how toxic. this reads. There's no way he could see you those think... letters and numbers <laughs> well, on a fucking tweet. He's not very good grammatically, I'll say okay. that much. We said as an organization, the coaching search would be an open-minded and, th and thorough process, and the final decision would be strictly based on what's best for our franchise's success and for our fans of Colts Nation. Final decision coming in the days, not hours. So... Obviously, the Colts doing their due diligence. Um, everybody close to the organization is saying that currently Jeff Saturday is the front runner for the long-term <laughs> head coaching job. This is all. Um, this is good for the rest of the league. 
I like this. This is good for the rest like of the league. Movie. God bless. Uh, yesterday, Derek Carr asked the Raiders per, for permission to visit the Saints, and he did. He was there doing his due diligence. Um, Carr has a no-trade clause and would have to allow the Raiders to trade him, so he's going there to check out the organization prior. Um, how do you feel about Derek Carr being a Saint? You know... I think he needs a little somewhere to go somewhere a little more structure. I don't think the Saints have enough structure there for him. This uh, I, I I know it sounds stupid, but I think he needs to go somewhere that has a head coach in place, a good head coach, not some trick. I agree with you, but I was trying to think about what situation that needs a quarterback that isn't drafting top two or three. Would spend the money to have Derek Carr there because I couldn't figure it well, out. Well, I think Jim Mercy structure. Jim Mercy. You know what? I, I I truly think that that they need a quarterback bad. Here's the thing: they the Colts have had four flash in the pan quarterbacks in a row. I think the Colts need to do whatever it takes to trade up into this draft to get a guy who's going to be long term, and I think they will do that. Obviously, it's not time to talk about draft quite yet, but I, so that's my opinion on what the Colts are going to do. Jets. The Jets is an interesting one, but you know I, I feel the same way. You kind of you were talking about structure. You have a coach who couldn't decide all year who his starting quarterback was going to be. They've well, got that that that, uh, that wasn't his fault in in, in some aspects. Of you've it. said it the most. Joe Flacco right. should have kept starting for that. Joe Flacco should have kept right. playing as they were winning. Right. And the minute they made the change to uh, to Zach Wilson, it started to go into the fucking toilet. Agree. And the problem okay. is with the Jets situation is there's going to be, as soon as Derek Carr has one bad game, everybody's going to be calling for Mike White to come back. Unless they eliminate all the other options, which it doesn't seem like they're going to do. You have an open competition. You want to bring Carr in for an open competition, do it. I think. And I think all teams should be have that, should have that on their agenda. Personally, I, I honestly love the Derek Carr to the Saints thing it make to me it makes I, the I most sense I, I said i didn't mind it i would like to see him go to a team that has more structure i, I don't trust their coaching staff there because they made a lot of bad decisions all year long and you got some key free agents that they're going to fucking lose this year i i just i, I right. don't know the, here's I, the I don't have a problem with it i think he's a good fit he's stability Derek Carr is stability to wherever he goes Derek Carr Obviously, the way that he left Oakland, everybody everybody knows. Or Vegas, that, that, whoever the that, fuck they are. Let me tell you something. Vegas shit to bed hard. Here's the, the way they drove him out. Right. That that the best, they could have done that behind closed doors. They didn't, they didn't need to do that out in the open like they did. The best way for Derek Carr to revitalize his career would be going to a team next year and making the playoffs. And yeah. you look at me right now and you tell me, the Saints with Derek Carr, and their defense, I know they're going to lose pieces, but with the 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 with the base defense yeah. that they have with Derek Carr, that they're not favorites to win their division. Well, I think they would be. Absolutely, Brady, Brady's gone. Brady's gone. Brady's gone. So yeah. Des, I mean, you have Desmond Ritter and Sam Darnold. Well, I mean, yeah, Mariota's gone. Yeah, uh, Darnold's the only guy in that division with a little bit of success. experience. If that a little bit, a little bit of success. Yeah. I mean, you can say what you want to say about Andy Dalton. He's obviously, yeah. If they're if they're bringing in Andy Derek Dalton's Carr, a fucking backup. 
Correct. So what's, what does this say about Jameis Winston? Jameis Winston's basically out. Yeah. I think Jameis Winston and Dalton would both be out regardless. So Correct. he's going to be in division with Kyle Trask, Desmond Ritter, Sam Darnold. Obviously, Derek Carr is the most talented one out of all. Well, you know, that. Derek Carr. You know, you, you never know. He might go. He's going to go to quite a few places to interview before I think he decides where he wants to go. I I got news. I don't. It's think, out of division. We already know that. I think this is. I think the Saints thing is going to be the move, and I think it'll come sooner than ever. It's whatever capital they can get in return. Well, he said that the Raiders. Supposedly, he yeah. does not want to be traded. Yeah, he wants to be let go. And then well, they're they're, they're going to try to trade him. They want some kind of compensation. Yeah. For him. So we'll, so we'll I, see I how that. I goes. don't believe that'll happen. But you have to remember, because of that no trade clause, he has a little bit more power than you'd think. Yeah, I agree. You know I, mean? I agree. He does. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, other than that, does anybody have any news they would like to toss in? Well, today? as far as um, the NFL, the well, what we're here to talk about. Well, I, I mean. At the, at this point right now, you got two teams that are left battling this out oh. to, to finish off this year. Here. I got one before we go on. Okay. Uh, Vikings hired Brian Flores, their defensive coordinator. Love Honestly, that love that hire. And yeah. uh, Brady's first Let's Go podcast since he's retired. Oh, yeah. Bill Belichick on. Interesting. As his guest. Really? Yep. A.J. Green retired. Forgot about that. Yeah, A.J. Green. God bless A.J. Green. A.J. Green. Guys put his this heart and soul into this game. I mean, that was... Uh, A.J. Green at one time, and there was a four-year oh, stretch where he was one of the best receivers in football. I agree with that. Yes. agree with that. Why? Well, well here we go. Well, what's here we said go, it Bruce? multiple times. What? Multiple times. What? Nothing. I agree. About A.J. Green being yes. a force? He was a force at one time. When he had yes, a quarterback. But when no, he had Carson in the Palmer. fantasy podcast. You, when he had Carson Palmer. <laughs> Deep throat job on AJ Green. <clears throat> anyway. Anyway. So, yeah, that's why I mentioned that. Um Okay. Let's get into it. Super Bowl is on Sunday. Kansas City and Philadelphia are going to square off in the biggest game of the year. We know all the camaraderie that comes with the Super Bowl. We don't need to go into that. But what we do need to uh, talk all about. All the press shit right now. Press what we week? do need Ugh. to talk about first is that the Chiefs have sent McCole Hardman IR, ending the year, obviously, and brought Clyde Edwards-Alaire back to the active roster. Not that I think that's that <coughs> groundbreaking of a move. Obviously, though, Hardman has had an impact for the Chiefs' offense down the stretch. We, I did not think we would see Edwards Hilaire suiting up for this game. I didn't either. Realistically, he was a non-factor most of the year. So Pacheco, what are they going to do, play my receiver? Well, Pacheco earned that starting job. McKinnon did outstanding down the stretch, right. a touchdown machine. So I didn't really see how Edwards Hilaire fit into that. Obviously, though, they are they want him in this game. Okay. Understandably so. I think with... Pacheco's emergence and then McKinnon kind of took a good chunk of of Edwards Hilaire's role away. I don't see Edwards Hilaire being in Kansas City next year, but for some reason, for he's not some a free agent reason, I think he's going to have an impact on this game. I just do. I think Andy Reid's going to have some a- Andy Reid's some pretty way good to get about him involved, masking shit. And next, correct? No, he'll this fucking guy will get fifteen carries in this game or twenty carries now. Obviously, we have Andy Reid 
in my opinion, probably the second best coach in the NFL right now. Obviously, Belichick's in a tier of his own. And you know what? Belichick's the same way as Andy Reid. Andy Reid approaches shit just like Belichick. Because I'm telling you right now, Edwards Hilaire, it'll be something stupid. This guy will get 15 carries. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, but Andy, It'll be like, Andy Reid's not uh, weird. Michelle like when he won the fucking MVP yeah. that one year, because all of a sudden the guy got 25 carries in a fucking Super Bowl. So Andy Reid, very well documented history. Obviously the winningest coach in Eagles history, now facing off against his former team in the Super Bowl. Um, his resume speaks for itself. Nick Sirianni for the Eagles, one of the hottest names in the game right now. Um, truly, I mean, went 13 and one to start off the year. And then Hertz obviously missed a couple games with injury that they dropped. But what the Eagles did throughout the regular season this year was pretty remarkable. Right. And I mean, you know, you have to think about it. Both of these teams had very good years, but if you're talking regular season, regular season, the Eagles impressed us in every game they played this year. Even the games where Minshew played. They stayed in those games. There was never right. never a blowout. Their first loss against Washington was, in my opinion, one of the best overall football games I watched this year. It was a it seemed like a battle of titans. I mean, running that, the ball down each other's hard physical yes. game. Who do you who would you rather have coaching going into this game? Well, obviously Andy Reid. See. I knew you'd be quick to say that, but you know what? Andy Reid's been there. You know what? There's an experience factor that's going to kick into this game. I I still think that the Eagles will win, but I think there's an experience factor that that players, and there's not that much experience on the Eagles' part as far as the championship run outside Kelsey correct, and a couple of the offensive linemen that are there right now. I just think I think Andy Reid will call a very good game in this game. I think I so, too. I think it's going to be a tight game. I don't see it being a fucking runaway. I don't see it being a blowout. Well, I, I think it's going to be a tight game that's going to come right down to the end. Who makes a mistake at the end? I, I want to I get into this more, but before we do, as far as coaching goes in this game, I think truly – and obviously the the NFL honors are tomorrow night, so we won't know who wins these awards. I think Nick Sirianni's an easy candidate to, to sh- he should win Coach of the Year. But outside of that, I, I'm I was sitting here trying to think about it. If you look at the talent that's on both of these teams, right? Obviously they have their superstars. Travis Kelsey is a superstar. AJ Brown is a superstar. Uh, obviously both quarterbacks hurts a little bit behind Mahomes, but has all of the makings to be a superstar. Outside of that, these are just very, very well-built teams. Great offensive lines, great defensive fronts, and not that many just downright superstars. You know, the Philadelphia has Hassan Reddick. Uh, the Chiefs have Chris Jones. Like, they have their, their people, but the way that they've coached these two teams up, I think right now... Both these teams all year have excelled above their above their talent level. Well, I, I think you got to listen. You take a guy away like Tariq Hill. That's that was my and, next and, point. And I, I, I was just like, and for them to Baldessian be where they're at, steps right in there, fills that hole. Right, 
it was. We didn't think they were going to be able to recover from. The I didn't three think kill. they would either. I and I said it all off. They, they don't. They don't really have a, a truly good receiver. They don't. I, I don't want to be an asshole about no, it. No, but you're. But, but you're the guys right. they got are second tier guys. They do not have a solidified number one. Well, they receiver. do. It's Travis Kelsey's their number one receiver. Correct. But then outside of Travis Kelsey, who obviously is their number one, it would be it's probably, Juju, Valdez well, Scantling. I mean, in that Hardman. Hardman. Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony. These are a lot of a lot of guys that would be, you know, special teamers. Tony was a a very <coughs> substantial pick in a draft for the Giants and level wise, he's a first round pick. Correct. Kadarius Tony's a first round pick. Whether you like it or not, that's what he is. Has he lived up to that? No. That's why he's where he's at. But they don't have that solidified. Numero uno. I I really think that that that's what they wanted Tony to be the next Tariq Hill, and he's been unable to stay on the field, stay healthy to be that spot. So, again, I think the Chiefs really, you know, and if you if you break down their defense, because when you think about the Chiefs, and I don't know if it's just there's so much, there's just always so much surrounding their offense, so much surrounding Mahomes. But if you think about the Chiefs from an outside standpoint. You don't really think about their defense all that much. But they're, if you look statistically, their defensive line with Chris Jones and Frank Clark and with these couple of these young guys sprinkled in there, you know, they're pretty good. They're I pretty mean, good up front. Here we go. Where where the key is where they're very good, their linebacker core. Now they're all second year guys. Yeah. They're first and second year guys that have played very well. Willie Gay. I mean, Will Gay's played well, and of course Nick Bolton. We all know about Nick Bolton, and then you got Carl Loftus who rock, walked in there this year, who's playing on the defensive line as well at linebacker, and then uh, Leo Chanel, who they drafted this year, the rookie, who's really played very well. Um, so if you look at the the statistics here, I mean the Chiefs' defense really speaks for himself. They're second in sacks behind Philadelphia with fifty five rushing yards per game. They're actually rushing yards against per game. They're actually better than Philadelphia. They're eighth. They yeah. only allow 107 rush yards per game. Well, guess what? And I'm going to give you a, a understanding of why that is. The NFC East, they they take pride in pounding the fucking football Absolutely. at each other. That's why the numbers mm-hmm. are where they're at as far as the running the running goes. Right. Because Philadelphia has some dogs up front Correct. as well. I mean, outside we Josh Jacobs, who else is a dog out there in the West? Outside Josh Jacobs. I mean, Eckler. Uh, yeah, but Eckler's, Eckler's kind of a more two-headed of a receiver, monster. That's true. He's more, he I'd say can do it NFC all. I'd say the in general huh? love running the football more than the AFC. I agree with you. J- Josh Jacobs went for almost 1,700 fucking yards, dude. Yeah. I mean, that that... The Raiders were the only team really committed to the run in Washington, but yeah, I. I well, I mean, that. I mean, in the in the West, out there in the AFC West, yeah, the Raiders were the only team really committed to the fucking run. That's true. The other teams didn't commit the way they did. That's why they were they came out to the run later in the year. I, I mean, Denver could have been there, but they 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 lost their top guy. They they went and picked up a guy off the street to finish off their year. Right. I, I mean, it is what it is. The NFC East can, consistently runs the ball. They, they're they more of a power 
comp, uh, division. Absolutely. In the, in the comp. I mean, Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Obviously, so that's the why them, running back the game. rushing numbers are, are going to be fudged a little bit. That and Kansas City doesn't run the football. Okay. Right. All they do is throw the football. So for them, they're not going to lead in time of possession in just about any game. It just that's the way it is. Well, actually, and it's sho- pretty shocking. They're yeah. only ten seconds behind Philadelphia for time of possession. And, and that there, you would be like, "There's no fucking way." Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's because they get more possessions. Correct. Because they're constantly fucking scoring. Uh, they're constantly scoring, so they're getting probably uh, three to four possessions more than a normal team would. Well, and this that game. that leads me right into my next point here. If we go, if we break down the offenses here. It's actually kind of hard to 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 pick your favorite. I mean, points scored per game. Philadelphia is third. Kansas City is first. Right. They are one point difference, 29 versus 28. Total yards per game. Kansas City first, Philadelphia third, 413 versus 389. Passing yards per game, obviously, Kansas City has the edge because they physically don't run the ball. 297, Philadelphia ninth at 241. But then you completely flip-flop when you go into the rushing game. Philadelphia 5th at 147. Kansas City 20th at 115. quarterback that does both. Well, absolutely. And Jalen Hurts obviously helps those numbers. Time of possession, even. Sacks, first and second. Like, these teams are... Well, here's the thing. You can say the sack thing. Philadelphia had 20 more sacks. Yeah, and that, that's sick, dude. Correct. You do you realize 69 that? for Philadelphia Holy versus shit. 55 for Kansas Holy City. Holy shit. So they get is, to the quarterback. I, I went back through this and I was trying to think about past Super Bowls, right? Like last year, everybody who knew anything thought that the Rams were going to go in and absolutely throttle the Bengals, right? I picked the Bengals. I picked the Bengals. I, I love an underdog yeah. story, but on paper, the two teams were not that evenly matched. If you look at this, it's, you know, this is a one and a half point difference. Philadelphia, one and a half point favorite in this game. Yeah, but at that point last year, I'll say this the Rams had the number one defense. Oh, absolutely. Handily. Handily. So and, that that was a different animal. Well, uh, you know, you the, know, the defense was key to the Rams winning a Super Bowl. Listen, we all know that. I'll be honest with you. It's extremely hard to argue the fact that Philadelphia doesn't have the number one defense. Again, fourth in interceptions, first in sacks. First in passing yards against, second in total yards against. Like, in all reality, this that that they could have the number one defense, and well, at the San same Francisco time, has the number one defense. Listen, yeah, we can say that all we want. Yeah, this team put up thirty points against them. Yes, I understand yeah. it was under some circumstances, but Correct. they, they did. still did it. They did what they had to do. And Kansas City's the number one offense. So if we stop and think about this game, I think if we go back through the last few Super Bowls, if you'll scroll up for me just so I can take a peek here, I mean, Tampa Bay, Kansas City. Usually cruel. Sorry. Space phone. Tampa Bay, Kansas City. Tampa Bay was, was <laughs> that was that game was known. We knew what was going to happen in that one from the beginning. You know what I mean? Right. The, I think for the first time in a long time, we have a Super Bowl here that's dead nuts evenly matched up to be to be a battle of two giants i i really don't i wouldn't be surprised to see either of these teams win this game i don't think we're going to be in a situation where one runs away but yeah. in your opinion okay now you don't necessarily have to pick a winner here but if you one of these two teams was going to run away with this game who do you think it would be and why 
Well, I think within the first quarter, you'll kind of see how everything plays out. It's, it's real simple. Which, which team is going to impose their will on the other team? If one of them and is going to run away, I, who do you I, think I it's would, going to be? I still think that Philadelphia, top to bottom, is more balanced than Kansas City, and I think they will win this game. Uh, okay. here's I, I think if this game is a close game all the way down, which I believe it is, I believe that, again, both these teams are very evenly matched. I do agree with you that Philadelphia is more balanced, but correct balance in a Super Bowl doesn't always equal who's going to win. I think the it factor is this. Is Jalen Hurts going to be able to make plays like Pat Mahomes? And see, that's the one thing. That's the only thing I I put a question mark on. That is the one thing that I don't know about either. And I'll tell you this much. If Kansas City comes out, and Kansas City, here's the thing, and we've talked about it all year. Kansas City picks and chooses when they want to play. There's a lot of that games this year That's where Kansas true. City played down to their competition. And I don't know if we've seen the full out of the gate from go onslaught that Kansas City is really capable of. And if they come out and they put everything on I think the table. They, I'll, I'll say this if Kansas City comes out like they did against the Bengals last week with the short firing the ball oh, down yeah. the field. Moving the ball it's, consistently, it's, it's, it's they get well, out to a lead. Yes, it's gonna. It, this game it'll be get hard for Philadelphia quick. to stay in that. Game. I agree. I keep I, I don't think about Philadelphia that. has the power to come back. Correct. Philadelphia, if they come into this game and they get a lead, watch out. Agreed. Because that's when they just kind of turn it on and they keep they keep it going consistently. But if they come out and they're down by ten. Or down by fourteen? I I don't know if they can come back. I don't. Like it's that. just the I Kansas really City. You know, Kansas City is like a, like a stick of dynamite. And if they come out and they blow out of the gate, it it's I I agree. I, and I keep as if much Pat as I Mahomes that's your does what he question, did last week. Is which team? If a team's going to take away, if a team is going to run away, it's Kansas City. And I agree. And that's why this 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 looming thing has been sitting in my head. As much as I agree with you that Philadelphia is the better team, and logic is telling me Philadelphia is more balanced. Philadelphia is, honest to God, right now with Mahomes' ankle the way it is, I think Jalen Hurts could probably make more in-distress plays than he could. Philadelphia's defense, if they start getting to Mahomes, or it's over, right? Like All of these things are pointing towards Philadelphia having everything it takes to win this game. But something there keeps telling me you haven't seen the full potential of Kansas City. Yeah, they haven't it, had that light-up game it, in a long time. The thing is this, that, that Philadelphia defense, and you saw a little glimpse of it last week early on. As soon as guys started to, to come open, to get not open, but to get free off of blocks, they're devastating after that. Absolutely. They start to, they start to roll on defense. When they start to get pressure – it's coming from all oh, yeah. angles. It's a it's an and onslaught. They have so many guys they can rotate in, and they don't lose any kind of. They don't lose any. There's not a drop off on that line. That's the thing. Because there's that's what you know. Hassan Riddick is over there. He's got a couple sacks. He's got some strips. He's got some bubbles. Then all of a sudden you got Zoo, who didn't sign till late in the fucking year. <laughs> what? What? Who? Dominic and Zoo. Who? <laughs> And Dominican Zoo. Oh, brother, okay. this guy stinks. Anyway. 
That's stupid. Don't ever do that again. You say so that anyway, I play it. But you got him, and then he comes in, all, you know, maybe what, 10 snaps a game? But he's effective, and that's that's the key. That is the key right there. You, you keep know, those guys fresh. And, and I agree with you. I mean, defensively, I, I, I know Kansas City, or I know Philadelphia has the edge. Truly, I do. And the whole thing is, then I go back to, okay, offensively, we we want to think we know Kansas City has the edge. If Kansas City's able to stop the run game of Philadelphia, look out. Whole, That's you know, the key. And I'm sitting here thinking about this. Number one, yeah, I want to say Kansas City has the edge because of because Kansas City usually always has the edge offensively. Yeah, they don't they don't need to get, can concentrate on running the but football to make their offense go. Then I go back to I go back to the San Francisco game, and do I think? Kansas City, with the with the with the talent they have, could go in and play San Francisco and put up thirty on them. And the answer is no. I don't. I don't no, I think, think that so Kansas either. City could do that. No, so you're I've right. Watched and I'll tell you what: we all know that San Francisco, the wide receiving core in San Francisco is a lot better than Kansas City's. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Abs, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, Debo Samuel's better than anybody <laughs> they have, and so is Ayuk. Yeah. They don't have a guy of, of Ayuk's talent there. And and Kittle, I mean, is obviously like Travis. Below. Is Travis Kittle Kelsey? Travis Kelsey? No. No, but he's, but he's guess right what? He's there. Travis Kelsey he's right B. There. Yeah. He's one he's, of the, he's the top down three version. guys in the position. So it's, it's hard for me to sit there and rationalize that Philadelphia – it's extremely balanced, went in, played San Francisco. I understand Frisco didn't have a quarterback, but that doesn't discount their defense at all. And they hung 30 on them. Right. So what makes me think that Kansas City has this edge? And for some reason, I keep it's going Pat back Mahomes. to, we ha- correct, we it's have Pat not Mahomes. seen Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes, and, and the whole gang there fire on every cylinder yet this year. And I, I just, if Kansas City gets out in front in this game, I, I think I, I I don't think uh, if Kansas City gets out in front early, they go up by ten. It's, it's going to be, be really hard for Philadelphia to come back. I agree, I agree. I, I just don't. They don't have. I know they have weapons, but I just don't see them being able to stay in with them. They need to control the clock and do what they do. Play within themselves. Now, I want to talk about those weapons a little bit. Um, obviously. Kansas City, the X factor in this game is Travis Kelsey. And you'd be naive to think that realistically there's any guy who's going to cover Travis Kelsey and shut him completely you, you, down. You've seen I, – I don't think anybody's played Kelsey better than the Bengals did. I agree with that 100%. <laughs> Kelsey you, had to earn every yard he got in that fucking game, man. Do you think Philadelphia has – again, you're not going to shut Kelsey down, but do you think Philadelphia has the proper equation – to at least contain him. Or do you just say, if you are Philadelphia, hey, you know what? We have the best secondary in football. Let Kelsey go and cover everybody else. I I think what they're going to do, you're going to see a combination of that to where you'll see zone and guys being rolled toward Kelsey mm-hmm. to try to take these other guys. That let, they're going to let the other guys beat them. And that's basically what Cincinnati was doing. Cincinnati was covering Kelsey very well, and the other guys weren't able to pick up that slack after after uh, Hardman went out. Yeah, 
And after Val, uh, no, it wasn't Scantling. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Schuster, when he went out, they they were exposed because they couldn't offensively. They weren't able to move the ball anymore, especially through the passing game. Outside Kelsey making huge catches with three guys hanging on him. So, do you think they will be able to not again? I think it's naive to think Kelsey doesn't come out of this game with at least 70 or 80 yards and a touchdown. Do you think they can contain him to that? I think so. I think so. <laughs> I think Philly's deep. Philly's secondary is a lot better than Cincinnati's. Oh, I agree. I, and, and that's just my opinion. I think their corners are better. I think their safeties are better. Well, I again, you're I, I setting me up. You're setting me up perfectly here. Next guy, obviously X factor for the Philadelphia Eagles, and we'll, we're going to talk about the quarterbacks in a second. So I don't want to act like we forgot them. But AJ Brown, um, you know, fifteen hundred yards this year, eleven touchdowns, seventeen yards per catch average, one of the yeah, top five you, in the you know league. What? He was not impressive last week. Uh, no, he was not. He was not. He had yeah. a very down week last week. But do you think that? Do you think Kansas City can contain him? I mean, two I don't know. He's so physical. Two weeks ago, last game. He's so. You physical? think they can contain him the way that San Francisco did? Well, I'm here. No, I don't, because I don't think his their their defense is as physical as San Francisco's. So I don't. Between, the, I mean, do you think AJ Brown in, in this? I, th- game, I think he's going to have a big game this game. You think he blows this game? I, up? I think he could be the X factor in this game. I honest to God, I agree with you. I, I yes. we know that those two will most likely be the X factor and. Realistically, between Travis Kelsey and AJ Brown, whichever one of them Don't has about Goddard, Goddard, Goddard <coughs> is an X factor here. He's a guy that can put up some huge numbers. Well, and you know what I mean. Devonta Smith quietly had a pretty good year. He had a really good year. You know, they have two receivers with a thousand yards. I mean, and that's that's a that, rare that's thing. Sick. You'd say he. That's him. a rare thing to come across. And you know yeah. what? Um. You yeah. You you can't forget about Goddard going into this. Now, obviously, Kansas Goddard missed a lot of time during the year. Absolutely, he did. He missed a lot of time during the year, and did that hurt them? Not really, because the receivers are the ones that picked up the slack. No, Goddard. Goddard just came back, didn't he? And he went on IR in November. He just came back, uh, maybe three weeks before the season ended. I don't even think he was. He wasn't really doing all that much at the end of the regular season. Well, no, he was still he no, because he had just back gotten off of back. injury. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Obviously, running wise. So we saw last week Kansas City essentially shut down the Bengals' run game. You know, Joe they Mixon, shut down Joe Mixon. They shut that was him impressive. completely down. Now, Miles Sanders, in my opinion, not nearly as talented of a running back as Joe Mixon. And again, no. I'm not a very big Miles Sanders guy, but you got to respect what he did this year. Almost 1,300 yards, 4.9 yards per carry, and 11 touchdowns. That's a great little year. See, but the Joe Mixon, here's the <laughs> Joe Mixon thing. They, Cincinnati doesn't show you what Philly does. Philly is going to show you a read option with Hertz, and Hertz will burn you if you don't fucking respect them. Respect that. Yep. And that's exactly what they did to the top defense in the league. And they were able to, to pound out four to five yards of carry, and we're happy with that. And that just as long as the offense continues to roll, I don't think Kansas City has the horses up front to be able to stop that read option that is going to be on full display. 
I agree with you. Because these guys gain well. And you say what you want to say about Gainwell and Sanders. These guys will rip off runs. They will well, destroy you if, if you don't respect that. The, the the running back core of Philadelphia reminds me a lot of the wide receiving core of Kansas City. There's yes. no dominant 100% guaranteed guy. But you know with the way that they run that offense, there's going to be one guy who has a really good game, right? Yeah. Like, and he, you know what? And you got to give – Sirianni credit on this. Absolutely. He runs with the hot hand. Yep. And he kind of probably learned that from Andy Reid. Andy Reid's the same way. Belichick's the same way. They run with the hot hand. They see a guy's uh, running hard and they're having success. They'll keep going to him. Um, So for you. Yes. You know, we talked about Travis Kelsey. We talked about AJ Brown. Um, Dissecting the quarterbacks a little bit. Uh, Obviously hurts missed a couple games this year. And his numbers are nowhere near Patrick Mahomes because, no. you know, again, Philadelphia predicates are on the run even for their quarterback. But we know Mahomes' ankle is not 100%. All right? It was apparent against Balt, uh, against uh, Cincinnati, and, and I don't know going into this game, even on the two weeks rest, how – with a high ankle sprain, I mean, that's an injury that has sidelined guys. You know four what? To five I, I don't think that this injury will have any kind of any kind of situation. No, in he this was game. fine a week after. I really don't. Uh, I thought he was fine the last game. Hmm. Um, it was hurting him. I I don't I don't think that it will be an issue in not this game. Not to play. I do think that uh, the shoulder injury of Jalen Hurts is kind of downplayed big time. Next question for me. You took it right out of me. Okay, sorry. Um, no, but no, I I, I agree with you I, because and he I think, went down at one point in that game against San Francisco and he didn't want to get up. Correct, you could see it. In he and, obviously and, at this point in the year everybody's a little banged up, but correct. You know he ran for Jalen Hurts ran for seven hundred and sixty yards in the regular season. Is this going to be a game where he is going to have to out cute Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes? That's not going to happen. Well. You say that. No, nobody outcutes Pat Mahomes. You know, he, he more than doubled Mahomes' rushing total this year as as far as yeah, but yards Mahomes on the ground. Yeah, but Mahomes has 2,000 yards passing more than he does. Ab- well, 1,500, but yes. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Is this an obvious question? Is Mahomes... Who, who do you feel more comfortable with if they have to make plays with their feet? Right now? As of right now. Right now, I'm more comfortable with Jalen Hurts. I am too. I, I and because I the feet ain't the problem with him, right? And and I'll be honest with you, I get it. Mahomes played in two Super Bowls, won one. You know, in in all of the all the stars are aligning, yeah, <coughs> for this to be his second big win. Right now, don't underestimate Andy Andy Reid, and uh, don't underestimate the offensive line for Kansas City. That because that's, that's exactly what happened is Cincinnati underestimated them, and they came out and they punched Cincinnati in the mouth. Here we go. Up front. My next question was going to be, outside of the quarterbacks, outside of the two top weapons, what's your X factor in this game? Both The Eagles' offensive line. They're the X factor. If they can handle Chris Jones and keep him under control, they'll be successful. Well, see, my X factor in this game for the Eagles is their defensive line. And, I mean, obviously they have shown this year that they're a force to be reckoned with. But it's real simple. It's it's like a shark sniffing blood in the water, right? If you know Mahomes' ankle's not 100%, even if it's 95, 
if you know it's 100%, if you come after keep them. Mahomes under duress, which with Kansas City's offensive line is very, very hard to do, if you can keep Mahomes under duress and make him use his feet. And for the most part, Cincinnati did that for... And they did. Four quarters. And I think that's why Cincinnati... Even with how battered their offensive line was, that's why they stayed in yeah, the game. Yeah, their offensive line was in no shape to, Correct. to stand up to the pressure. <laughs> that's, Joe Burrow was under I mean, constant pressure. Constant pressure. And I think that that's why that game was only a field goal game. Because yeah. they were able to keep Mahomes uncomfortable from start to finish. If Philadelphia does that, which they've shown all year they can do, I think they will win this game. On the other side of it, my X factor in this game for Kansas City, and it'd be easy to say, oh, it's their offensive line standing up against Philadelphia, but I don't think it is. For me, the X factor is you have to exchange blows with Philadelphia because we already know as far as the big play goes, the shot downfield, the, that, that ESPN top 10 play, Kansas City, you already got it in the bag. But what what's gonna this game is going to come down to is can you exchange blows with Philadelphia, ground and pound the football, which Kansas City has not done a good job of all year, and then take that kill shot, be able to hit that big play. And I again coming full the circle. Turnovers are huge at this point, too. Absolutely. Can Edward Edward Solaire, this is where I think he becomes an instant impact in this game. Because Pacheco, as good as he is, good young running back. He's not going to be able to run the ball against this Kansas City defense 25 times and be effective. You're going to have to show constant different looks. Pacheco's going to have to be effective. Edwards Hilaire is going to have to have some sort of a role in this game, as well as Jarek McKinnon. And if they can do that, and they can utilize the clock to their advantage and actually establish some sort of a run, and then go... No, nobody's game plan for Edwards Hilaire. The game, the game plan is to stop Pacheco. Pacheco. If they can do that, McKinnon from destroying them in that third down roll. If they can do that and then use their big play, use the cuteness of Mahomes, use the dominance of Kelsey to get them just over the hurdle, I think that would be the way Kansas City Kansas City, City this needs game. to keep this game close. <laughs> Absolutely. They need to keep it close. If they if they can't keep it close, they're 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 going to get run out of the stadium. If, if they're, and again, I don't believe this is the case, but if there's a scenario where one of these teams jumps out to a 10 point lead, if Philadelphia draw, jumps out to a 10 point lead, I truly believe Kansas City could be in trouble. Either way, I, I and I'm Big a firm time. believer. If this game is Even now Kansas close City has low. the firepower to come back, yes, from that, if, I, I think, can't. but if Philly gets into that, they get into that mode where they're, when they come out and they're kind of starting to dominate their will. They start <clears throat> they start to click on all cylinders. They're very hard to beat. I think if Kansas City can jump out to that early lead, it's they have gonna, a better chance of winning this game. You're in a track meet with Kansas City. That's not a place. Exactly. Bruce, you don't what's your win. X factor? X factors, both teams. It's defense for both teams, actually. All right, who's gonna stop who? That's what it comes down to. In my opinion, you have two strifling offenses here. They're capable of doing anything. I mean, and, and that's that's all we've anything. seen all year. You know, again, we got the yin and the yang, right? Against so, anybody, and I, I still, 
this is why this game's so hard for me is because I still go back to that Philadelphia-San Francisco game. And Philadelphia made that defense look so bad. And Kansas City has been able to do whatever they want all year. But I, I truly think I'm at a point now where there's a front runner in this game. But what's up? I think it's Kansas City's defense, ultimately, that pulls it off. So there's hidden talent there that has that you haven't seen all year. You've seen glimpses of, and I think it comes out in the Super Bowl. So let's hear your picks. Let's get into it. Go. I'm taking Kansas City. So uh, Philadelphia, what is, what is the a one and a half point favorite in this game? Philadelphia, one and a half point favorite over under 50. 50 and a half, excuse me. So you're taking Kansas City. I'll take the under as well. Okay. Go ahead. Fly, Eagles, fly. Over, under? Been there all year. What's the what's under? 50 and a half. Under. Uh, I am going to take Philadelphia minus one and a half. And again, again, I'm always open and honest when I don't feel 100% secure with a pick. And I'll be honest with you. This one's hard. This is, the, and again, we have the list of we have the list of Super Bowls up here. Rams versus Cincy. Tampa versus Kansas City. Kansas City versus San Francisco. New England versus the Rams. They're, honest to God, if you go back through the last five Super Bowls, in my opinion, there has not been one that is harder to pick than this. I, I don't think that's true. I don't think anybody gave Philly a chance against New England. I know I didn't. Okay. Again, if you listen. Okay. That has been easier or that has been harder to pick than this. Everybody thought New England was going to landslide that game. Yes. Okay. But I'm saying. And the Rams, I, I think everybody thought the Rams were going to beat New England. But, okay, you're, you're missing my point here. Okay. Even if the team that everybody thought was going to win lost, right. it hasn't been this hard to pick. We haven't had two teams this evenly matched. I'll put it, it that it's way. It's been a while. It's been a yeah, while. It's been a while. Um, for me, I'm going Philadelphia, and I am hitting the over in this game because as much as we think that both of these defenses are going to impose their will. There's going to come a point in this game where, where it turns into a fucking I, shootout. I agree with you. Yeah. And if it and happens... You know, really, that's I, all Mahomes. It's it, all Mahomes. Because you know what? They may be down by 14. They may be down by 17. Then all of a sudden, he comes on a fucking onslaught. And goes up by three. You just don't know what'll happen. Again, this game is as unpredictable as a nuclear reactor. And honest go. to God, that's how I feel. But in in my heart of hearts, even with everything we described, because I think after everything we broke down here over the last hour, it it makes you. If you're listening to this, you're gonna think, "Oh, how can I not go with Kansas City?" But the problem is, is I've watched Philadelphia be so dominant this year. They started out, you know, what was it? 12 and 0? No, they were 8 and 0, 7 and 0, 8 and 0. You're right. So okay, they were at 13 and yeah. 1 at one point. Yeah. And it, it's just hard it's hard for you to sit there and think all that. And and I on you know what? I think as much as Andy Reid has the experience factor in this game, for some reason and I don't know why, but Nick Sirianni has a chip on his shoulder. Uh... I don't know why because he shouldn't but my God, does he coach like he has a chip on his shoulder? And I'm gonna give them that one and a half point advantage here. He knows yeah. what the fuck he's doing. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what he, he yelled at the ref. I'm pretty sure that one game. That it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so with that said, 
anything you'd like to add? Do you have any bold predictions for this game? Pat Mahomes will do something cute in this game. Wow. Told you Does that. anybody know if there's a Pat bet, Mahomes a will do something cute? That? Pat Mahomes could do something cute in this game. Probably is. And it's going to cost him. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Mark wow. my words. Ooh. He's wow. going to get too cute and it's going to cost him. You think he can get too cute with that angle? Uh, well, you know what? He started to get cute last week. Yeah, and it almost and, cost him. And the only thing that that saved them was that late turnover that helped them cuz they they would have been in trouble. Big and time. a late hit. Bruce um, actually, I was watching something the other day, and it was a little question, and I want to ask the same question. Go ahead. What was the first Super Bowl you remember watch? And I'm going to put a little spin on it from start to finish, because I, I have glimpses of games when I was younger, but okay. from start to finish, I have a game that I absolutely remember. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. The first Super Bowl you actually remember, start to finish. Fuck. I know mine. Go ahead. Um, mine was... What year was the Super Bowl in Detroit? 2006, right? Right here. Uh, 2006. Yeah, before. You went to that. I was there, but before that, the Patriots went back to back. Right here. Yep. And I'm not looking up right now because I'm trying to remember. The first one, they beat Carolina. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then they turned around back to back. Deion Branch won an MVP. So and I'm trying for the life of me to. Scroll that down for me. I'm trying to remember who they played. Either way, the first one I remember was for watching from start to finish. So it would have been what oh four, oh okay, oh four against Carolina. Yeah, now there Brady won an MVP. Deion Brady. Scroll down for me, please. Eagles. Yep. Scroll down. Okay. Wait. Two thousand four. It's almost twenty years. You gotta keep going. No, I'm, no, I'm trying to remember the first one I seen. So Go off. Nineteen sixty-seven. So you were. No, playing. it wasn't that. Hold on, hold on. This seems like insert there. I remember this <laughs> game. Cowboys <laughs> Broncos, uh, 1978. You no, actually, 13? it wasn't. Uh, the first Super Bowl I remember watching was the one right there. Raiders, 77. The Raiders and uh, Vikings. Minnesota Vikings at the Rose. When Jack Tatum knocked out. Uh, I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Is it Sammy White? I, I can't remember the guy's name. But Jack Jack Tatum was uh, vicious in that game. That was the last time uh, John Madden was the coach of the Oakland Raiders in that game. Super Bowl eleven, Super Bowl winning John Madden. That's that's the first game I remember watching Super Bowl that I remember watching on TV. All right, go back up to go back up to when we were alive. So Why my first one, if you were alive, what does that mean? <laughs> Super Bowl thirty-eight was the first one I remember watching. Uh, the Cardinals and uh, no. Steelers, no, thirty-eight Patriots Panthers. Yeah. That one, because I don't remember. Honest to God, I don't remember the first one, the one against the Rams. I remember, I remember watching it, but not from start to finish. That's the first one I remember watching, from start to finish. Mine is. So you didn't, Steelers you didn't watch the, the Rams, uh, the Rams in New England. Well, I was five. I remember that game pretty, pretty. I've re- I, this is the thing. I remember the high. Yeah. Like I remember, I remember watching it, but I don't remember it from start okay. to finish. You get what I'm okay. saying? Okay, yeah. And I, I could I have see seen clips years later, and that's what's sticking out in my memory. Yeah, you know, it, it, there was one that I I remember, and I know this is going to sound fucking stupid, but it, it actually might be earlier than the one that I seen. 
was the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Los Angeles Rams. Jesus, you got to go way down. And uh, that's the first game I watched on TV was the Los Angeles Rams and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I want to say it was 1980. Dude, that's... Terry Bradshaw won the... uh, yeah, Terry Did this one here well, is the was, one. This is there's two that I remember, really remember big time that I was really into it. You weren't blown was that out game there. Vince Ferragamo <laughs> was the quarterback for for the uh, for the Los Angeles Rams, and then the next year it was the Oakland Raiders with their coach John Madden was gone. Tom Flores was the coach for the Raiders, and Kenny King. Caught a screen pass from Jim Plunkett and went 75 yards for a touchdown to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. And and I, I was a big Eagles guy, and I was decimated by it. Still a Very big nice. Eagles guy. Very Still a nice. big Eagles guy. Go ahead. Give us a nice fly, Eagles fly. Fly, Eagles fly. There we go. Um, say what you want to say about Philadelphia. They've been pretty successful. They have. Yep, it's been a great year. It has. It, yes, they have. Um, so... Without further ado, uh, I would like to wish everybody a great Super Bowl week. Have have a have a good time watching the game. Don't do anything stupid. Yeah, we'll uh, we will be back next week. A uh, couple of episodes before we officially end season one of Tip Balls. Um, enjoy the game. I'm only going to say this one time in my entire life, but fly Eagles fly. <laughs> Uh, God, that just felt dirty. <laughs> that felt so dirty. Uh, anything before we end? We didn't get a chance to talk about free agency this week, but we'll, we'll, we'll get into it we'll next week into before it. we end we'll our it. first season. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. Make sure to watch the Super Bowl. Uh, enjoy- Rihanna is going to be the halftime show. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, follow our fucking, socials. Didn't you hear that priest you, you know that what? died in you know what? hell? And Nobody cares. Was in you know what I want to see <laughs> for the halftime show at the Super Bowl? A marching band. I just want to see a marching band with no Rihanna and, and no none of these assholes. I, I just want to see like a fucking marching time? band play. So Second or third time? What? Um, make sure to follow our socials. We'll be posting all kinds of good shit there all weekend. Instagram and Twitter at Tip Balls. TikTok at Tip Balls Podcast. We will be back next week on Monday. Super Bowl recap. Talk about all the shit that happened. Uh, Janet Jackson's titty might pop out. Oh, Thank you Damn so it. much really? for listening. Jesus Enjoy Christ, it. it's like an old Big leather weekend. bag. <laughs>